Welcome to B2B Marketers on the Mission, a podcast for B2B marketers that helps you to question the conventional, think differently, disrupt your industry, and take your marketing to new heights. Each week, we talk to B2B marketing experts who share inspirational stories, discuss their thoughts on trending topics, and provide useful marketing tips and recommendations. And now, here's your host and co-founder of I'm Like Consulting, Christian Klepp. Okay, welcome everyone to this episode of the B2B Marketers in the Mission podcast, where you get your weekly dose of B2B marketing insights. This is your host, Christian Klepp, and today I am joined by someone who is on a mission, and that mission is to help B2B marketers to use AI to develop better content at scale. So coming to us from Boston, Massachusetts, Mr. Pankil Shah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Christian, for having me on the show. It's my pleasure, and I'm excited to be speaking to you today. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Great to be connected, Tankil, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation because, man, this is such a pertinent topic for B2B marketers. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a very controversial topic uh, yes. for many of the marketing leaders out there thinking, you know what, this is BS. <laughs> yeah, but the, it's not what makes an interesting conversation if it's a tad bit controversial. <laughs> <laughs> More interesting. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, let's dive right in then, okay? Because um, you developed a business in a specialized field that is, I, I believe, highly relevant to B2B marketers, all right? Because it's leveraging artificial intelligence or AI to help develop quality content at scale, right? And as you rightfully alluded to, there's been a lot of discussions about the pros and cons of this approach online and social media or in, you know, in, in, at in-person events. So talk to us about why you personally think that using AI to develop B2B content makes a whole lot of sense. There's a few reasons. Um, if, you, if you'd see like, you know, first thing first, uh, as a status quo, everybody wants hands-on the newest tech that they'd ever see, right? Like the first time I saw Tesla, I was like, oh man, that's cool, you know, let me go get it. And that's that's been the recent trend is that because this AI has brought in capabilities, to let you write and do some research for you. And so many writers, the way they approach to content and copywriting has uh, shifted to the shifted the paradigm and going increasingly towards the AI solutions out there. And there's primarily for a few reasons, right? They want to scale their content creation uh, efforts. Uh, they want to create faster, reduce their you know, workload and very few out there would be looking to get uh, better content out, not just uh, faster, but better content. So it's shifting. The paradigm is shifting. Uh, uh, more and more tools are going to come out uh, with similar uh, capabilities, uh, or you'd see some of your favorite tools use some of these uh, capabilities in uh, their products as well. What's going to be prominent is that it's going to be essential for you to learn some of the skills when it comes to AI and how to use it. If you want to be a better marketer, you want to be a better writer, a better copywriter, a better SEO manager, uh, or just be better at any writing job that you are doing, using AI is going to be an integral part of uh, ongoing journey. And you will see many you know, you will see prominence in this uh, particular paradigm shift and more and more writers uh, and uh, all of these personas uh, leaning towards AI for help when it comes to writing better content and uh, writing faster. Yeah, no, that, that, that's absolutely right. And, uh, you, you know, it, um, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here a little yes. bit, okay? Because yeah. um, I hear what you're saying, but um, I also want to get your thoughts about like those that say, well, yes, I mean, tech, while technology 
can help you um, to develop content at scale. Well, whatever happened to a strategy first approach, understanding your understanding your uh, target audience and you know generating the customer insights first because you know that um, that requires actual people to do the work, right? That's not that's not always yes. something that technology can do. Absolutely, uh, this is uh, where you touch a very interesting point, right? Mm. Uh, some of the common mistakes and misconceptions related to AI is. Uh, some status quo uh, that has been brought on by certain tools, right? Uh, that say that you can cre- click right for me and it's all done for you, which is uh, which is not going to float for very long, right? I mean, soon enough, you'll realize that it just lacks depth, right? So to, to your question, right, the status quo or this mindset that other tools have set forth, which shows that you can create content at scale by just clicking right for me, it's not going to work. Uh, strategy, planning, research is still super mandatory, and you cannot create good content without that, uh, which means humans are always, always going to be integral part of what goes out there uh, if it is to provide any sort of value to your customers, your readers, or your audience. All right. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Uh, speaking of mistakes and misconceptions, I mean, you spoke about that one, for example, but what are some of the other uh, mistakes and misconceptions you've seen out there when it comes to AI for content development and what should B2B marketers do to address these? So one of the m- most common mistakes and misconceptions uh, I've seen, it's all related to uh, right for me. Uh, it's because AI is trained to a certain level, right? It's, it's trained until 2019 uh, data. So it cannot understand many of the nuances that happened after that. Not only that, it was trained ba- basically on Reddit uh, web pages or Reddit content, right? So it's going to lack the insights and uh, validity uh, of that content that's being written through AI. Uh, what this means is that there's very little to stop the AI from spitting out things which are more relevant or less relevant. As far as they are relevant, it'll start spitting it out based on probabilities. So if you don't structure uh, the guidance or structure your strat or you know create a proper planning around how you're writing content, what's going to happen? You'll probably be writing content that has been written a thousand times uh, just with different probabilities and word arrangement. But basically it's going to lack insights. It's going to lack industry knowledge, right? So uh, a misconception is that AI will solve your problems. No, AI will help you write faster, but the problem solving part is still left to you, right? Uh, And that's where you'd probably want to use a different technology or different skill sets or uh, different insights into bridging some of these gaps uh, and getting it closer to what could be truly usable uh, using AI. Does that right. make sense? Does that make yeah. sense? There are probably lots of jargons out there, but uh... no, it 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 does make sense, and uh, you know, certainly, uh, like you know, to your point, uh, the technology will help to a certain degree, but it still needs to be managed by people, right? There's still there's still systems and processes and planning that still needs to be done. I mean, it's not like like you know, as as you said a few times now, it's not that you push a button and out comes this like premium content. Exactly. Right, <laughs> right exactly, right? Yeah. Uh, and so uh going back to this this question that you just asked, I wanted to add one more point sure. here. Um is proper lack of guidance uh mm-hmm. is uh, where most writers or most marketers who are working with AI make uh mistakes. It's proper guidance. 
when it comes to AI is as good as human rights. So the more guidance you give it, the more intelligent it is and uh, in helping you achieve certain goals. Um, with with the misconception of right for me, you know, most people have sort of uh, bypassed uh, this particular aspect and going straight to right for me and expecting it'll right for them. But uh, this is very common. The more guidance you give it, the better your output is going to be. So a major mistake people make is set their output to the highest when they're writing with AI and write tons and tons of sentences with as little guidance as possible, uh, hoping to reach the goal never going to happen. Start small, keep giving those instructions to AI, keep giving it guidance and keep deviating it towards the path that you want it to go. Otherwise, it's it's a constant struggle to go back and rewrite stuff uh, and add more value to it. Exactly. Sounds a little bit like a vicious cycle, right? <laughs> yes, yes. You, you, you come with a hope that, you know, this is going to do it in five minutes and yeah. you walk away with uh, 10 times more time that you would actually spend doing this yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Um, talk to us about a challenge that uh, you and your team um, have managed to solve in the past 12 months. And this has probably been a, a very interesting time for people like yourself. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, with the rise of so many AI content editors uh, and GPT-3 tools out there uh, trying to write from thin air, uh, what our primary focus uh, in the last 12 months was, how do we get the users to write insightful information using AI in any sort of valuable way uh, without that write for me feature? So uh, a major challenge that we've been able to solve is the research aspect of the AI or research aspect of your content planning, uh, which you can then use to influence the AI in being factual, being on point and writing exactly what you want it to write without deviating it too far off. Uh, that's one of the biggest problems that we've uh, managed to solve is uh, through a feature we launched uh, called Concepts. Uh, which goes, reads existing information and pulls out research from it. Now, uh, it's it's a little more than that than just pulling out research. So anyone could say that, hey, you know what? Uh, the tool is doing it. I could do it myself, right? I just go through, read some pages and I'll pull some data. But this research is quite different. It has sentiments attached with it. So for example, let's say you're writing a case study or you're writing a press release lead, right? Uh, in that lead, you want to include certain facts that you have extracted from a brief that someone gave you, right? Uh, or you're doing a press release, so you have a brief about the press release, uh, about the product release, sorry. So you're doing a product release, and you have the brief about product release, but you have no idea what facts go where, what part of that uh, release uh, or release content will reside in which uh, which part of the body of that press release. That's important, right? Um, what our research engine can do is it, it can extract this sentiments and this information from existing data to allow you to guide the AI in writing or building out those paragraphs. So now you're not only extracting information faster than you know, your visual uh, abilities or human visual abilities to go read the paragraphs and understand the meanings behind it and extract information, but this can do it for you, right? Not only that, it can do it better. Uh, it can extract text with sentiments attached with it. So when you summarize those text, uh, those sentiments and write a paragraph around it, it's more objective towards what you really want to achieve with that part of the body in the content, right? So uh, that lead would look like a lead with facts in it. Uh, and 
it will be better writing. So it's better copywriting because you have the right information in those paragraphs. And that's what we have uh, aimed to solve uh, with outranking in the past 12 months is being able to write factual information, better uh, information uh, that relates and resonates with the right audience uh, that you're trying to cater to. Yeah, no, that's incredibly interesting. And um, I, you, you know, I, I'm a little bit cu curious to find out more and pardon my ignorance, but you know, like, um, they, uh, you, you know, when you're talking about these, uh, these searches that the that AI conducts, um, and, uh, you know, to help uh, people develop more relevant content, it, uh, do, does it help to find um, insights or extract uh, more information based on um, popular searches, um, questions that people ask online? Or is it something that like, you know, how, how does it identify uh, what uh, what the potential target audience will find important in a, in, in a piece right. of content. So there's, okay. So let's talk mm. about a little bit of strategy when sure. it comes to creating content. So mm -hmm. understand where this fits right in. The first part is you go through some research, you keyword research, basically you identify the keyword that you want to go after, and then you extract some research from search engine ranking pages to come up with a plan for your outline. Uh, you come up with some matrices that make up the ranking factor for that particular page and try to replicate this in your new blog post, right? That's 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 how you go about creating content. Yes, sure, our platform takes care of that entire need to uh, help you uh, guide into creating that right outline by looking at questions people are asking in Google, uh, questions people are searching for um, in Quora and all this other uh, social signals that you can extract from, uh, as well as many factors on page SEO factors uh, that make the page rank better in uh, Google. Um, uh, so we not only do that, but let's say you have the outlines. What would your next step be? Your next step would be to fill uh, to find out the bullets or the points that you want to include within each of those sections or H2s or H3s. This is actually more time consuming than anything else uh, because you have to read so much information, understand so much information, extract the best information out of it, and then create or recreate that information in your own words, right? This is more time consuming than anything else. What we are trying to, or what we have achieved to solve uh, in the last 12 months is this specific aspect where you don't need to go and pull in that information. If you have a reference, uh, if you don't have a reference, we'll find the reference. If you have a reference, we'll pull out this information from that reference. So you can have concise bullet points and the right guidance to build out those sections. Yeah, no, that's incredibly interesting because I mean, you know, these are these are all things again uh, which are extremely important for developing content, and they shouldn't be overlooked. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I think research is most overlooked, uh, yeah. not keyword research. I think it's loud and clear that if you want your page yeah. to rank in Google, you're going to start with keyword research. And SERP analysis also now getting a little overrated. Everybody knows that SERP analysis, you, you look at you know what's working and then try to replicate from that. That's, that's, that's part of it, right? Like everybody knows that. Uh, but what people miss out on is how do you find and include content that's gonna be useful for your audience? Uh, it's gonna be relatable. It's gonna be digestible. Uh, and it's gonna be absolutely uh, readable and taking them through a journey where you can actually market them something, you can sell them something, uh, right? It, it It's more than just SEO that goes behind writing this content. <laughs> That's absolutely right. <laughs> hey, it's Christian Klepp here. We'll get back to the episode in a second. But first, 
Is your brand struggling to cut through the noise? Are you trying to find more effective ways to reach your target audience and boost sales? Are you trying to pivot your business? If so, book a call with Einblick Consulting. Our experienced consultants will work with you to help your B2B business to succeed and scale. Go to www.einblick.co for more information. Ironically enough, uh, you mentioned in our last conversation um, that AI cannot be trusted. <laughs> so talk to us about why you feel that way and what can be done to resolve that issue. Right. Um, so GPT-3, what is GPT-3? It's, it's an artificial intelligence, or you can call it a supercomputer that has been uh, ingested with about 10% of web data. Uh, and based on that information that it has uh, uh, ingested, it's going to build some probabilities out to give you answers, right? Now, what happens when it comes to uh, probabilities? Probabilities cannot be trusted, right? So you could flip a coin, uh, you know, but you really want a tail, but it keeps giving you heads, right? It's not in your control uh, because it's probability based. Uh, and when it comes to writing content for companies, for your clients, for people uh, who, for whom content really matters, you don't want to be playing these tricks, right? You don't want to be playing with the false content or probability uh, based content. Um, and that is why I say AI cannot be fully trusted, but does that mean that AI is useless? No. Uh, if you use it in the right way, if you use it uh, with proper guidance, if you use it with proper feedback, it will give you what you need, maybe not 100%, but it will be quite close. That means you get to finish your task 80 to 90% faster. Amazing. I'll live with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think... Um... Your previous comment goes back to something another gentleman um, said that I had the pleasure of interviewing in the show. Do not trick the search engines, right? <laughs> <laughs> Someone will figure it out, you know. How many yeah. people have tried to trick uh, yeah. governments into doing uh, tech scandals, right? Like, it works for a certain time, and then someone catches on to it, and uh, poof, you know, you're gone. Uh, instead of trying to trick the search engine, I'd say, you know what? Why not just focus your energy on creating the best of the best content that's out there? It's so useful, so insightful that your audience cannot just turn away from it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Leave them wanting more. No? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Right. Um, Bankil, give us something actionable here. Okay, so what is it? What is um, something that B two B marketers can do today or tomorrow to develop better content using AI? Uh, first thing first, lose the misconception. It will solve all your problems. It's not here to solve your problems. It is here to help you solve your problems a little faster. You're gonna solve it. It'll help you solve it faster. Uh, so remove the misconception that AI is the go-to to create content at scale, it is helpful, but not a replacement So of a human. Humans are always gonna be essential for this. Uh, that's one of my uh, actionable insights here. The second is learn AI now. Uh, it's important uh, that you take action now, you learn, even if, it, if, you, even if you are learning on the cheapest or the cheapest or the crappiest of the crappiest tool, experiment with AI. It's going to be part of your workflow going further, whether you agree to it or not. Um, it's going to make you better. And there's traditional way of doing things, which you've been already doing. Give it a try. It will definitely help you. There is a learning curve, but it will definitely help you. Uh, and 
Third, don't think that you can trick anyone from your comment. You're tricking no one, not your customers, not search engines, no one. If your content has depth, it has value, it is useful, then it will help find its way to the right eyes if it is properly SEO optimized. But tricks is not going to get you there. A uh, bunch of words or creating content around how many times you want to use a particular keyword in your content is, is it's 2010. Uh, don't use those tactics. Uh, be strategic uh, and talk to your customers. Make your content readable for your audience. Make it punchful. Uh, yeah, just provide tons and tons of value to your customers. Uh, those are my three takes. Uh, if I was to summarize those three takes, I'd say learn the AI because it's going to be important on how you create content going further. It's going to be part of your workflow. Second, you cannot trick anybody. No search engines, not your customers. And whatsoever, uh, anything, right? If you're trying to create web pages that drive the AdSense revenue or affiliate revenue, for all of that to happen, your content needs to be useful. Um, so do that and don't walk around with a misconception that AI is gonna solve all your challenge. Uh, sure, Alexa can order you a pizza, but when it comes to writing, it's not gonna write, uh, write exactly what that pizza needs to look like or what sort of instructions you need to give it to your driver. So um, be strategic about it. Uh, and uh, I would say just be smart about this, right? It's, it's here to live. So live with it. And yeah, that's that those are my three takes. Okay. I mean, well, that's that's some pretty sound advice. And I, I just wanted to go back. I think to, it was your point number two, where you're uh, telling people to like, you know, start learning something about AI right now. So would you have any like um, uh, go-to platforms or courses that you would recommend uh, people to take so that they can learn more about leveraging artificial intelligence for content? Yes. Uh, so because this is a very new topic uh, mm. and uh, everyone who knows how to build out uh, GPT-3 products probably don't know how to write a really good copy. So there's not that many great courses uh, out there or, you know, I, normally I would just recommend something on Udemy or Coursera that you can quickly latch onto and understand, but this is specific to writing. So I would say attend a webinar, uh, attend a tool in action, ask the right questions uh, that you as a writer would have from that particular product. And, you know, so be it, if you want, join Outranking webinar. We have Thursdays and Tuesdays, we do webinar uh, where you can come and ask any question, whether you use a tool or not, doesn't matter. We'll still help you out, understand how you can use AI in your workflows. Uh, and uh, yeah, just, just start somewhere, right? Uh, start being curious. Uh, if it's not there on Udemy or Coursera, there are many other ways you can learn. Uh, and there's many other products and uh, demos that quite a few people have done as well. Uh, they might not be as great, right? So you need to be a little hands-on. Uh, be a little hands-on, invest in a tool uh, that can help you write content better, faster, and ask the right questions uh, once you have, right? I, I think that's going to be more actionable than going and reading any courses. I, I, I always believe, right? Uh, learning by doing. <laughs> and, uh, and this is one such example where I'd want to do it because it's going to be many ifs and buts involved in your style of writing, how you write, what use cases you write, what niches you write, right? So um, take, take that dive now uh, before you know the world is ahead and everyone knows what AI is and we're still using the traditional methods of creating content. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And, you know, uh, I, I would say that if anything, uh, AI is one field where you definitely have 
to learn by doing. You cannot just look at the theoretical aspect of it because it keeps changing, right? Absolutely. And more so information or type of information that it's learning, understanding, and giving probability suggestions from is also changing. Uh, that means there's always going to be that writer uh, or that, you know, uh, learning curve involved when, when it comes to bridging that particular gap. So, uh, yeah. You mentioned some of these already in the past couple of minutes, but talk to us about some trends in AI that you think B2B marketers should be aware of. And where do you think um, writers are spending most of their time now? And why is that important? So an interesting statistic was uh, shared uh, by one of our group members uh, on mm -hmm. Facebook is that writers before used to spend uh, two and a half hours to three hours writing content a couple of years ago. Now they're spending 4.5 to five hours creating really solid a blog post. Uh, and why is that, right? Like, uh, let's, we can look at another example, um, banner blindness. You might've heard of that, right? Uh, when, when you see something that's just being obviously marketed to you. Yeah, I uh, think I have that too. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So what, what's happening is that now copywriters, writers uh, are taking an approach to writing more engaging copy. Uh, that's why they're spending a little more time. They're doing more research uh, so that they can have all those right user intent signals in it and just you know have some quantifiable ROI attached with what efforts they're doing and in writing content. So that's where they're spending majority of the time. Uh, and uh, I think research is going to be still integral part. Uh, and if anything, AI might help this, uh, help them bring that 4.5 hours to back three, but it's not going to be zero. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I think research is where uh, most of the time is spent in writing content. Yeah, and, and, and you touched on this also earlier, and this is probably also going to be linked to the trends, but um, is the AI machine going to rise up and replace humans <laughs> when, when it comes to writing anytime soon? Uh, I'm a cyborg and, you know, follow yeah. me to the end of the world. You know what? No, no, it's not there. And it probably will never be there yet uh, there because it can, uh, you know, training of AI happens after the fact. Uh, and when you're writing information, you're writing new information, right? If it's old information, why write, right? It's already there. Just go read it. Uh, and when that happens, that means you will need facts. You will need research and you will need uh, to go identify and, you know, use those elements in your content to create better engaging copy. Uh, so it's not going to replace it, uh, but it's going to tremendously help writers in becoming better writers, faster writers. Right, right. This is a, an opportunity for you to get up on your soapbox, right? And talk to <laughs> us about <laughs> a status quo in your area of expertise. So your area being, of course, AI and uh, content development. So what's the status quo that you passionately disagree with and why? Uh, there's a few, uh, but are we talking right. specific to AI or are we talking about content creation? Um, maybe a bit of both, uh, if you can. Hmm. One I passionately uh, disagree uh, is uh, the approach to creating content with how many times you should use a particular keyword in mind. Uh, this is the most ridiculous matrix that you could be using to create content around. Sure, you can use those topics and keywords to create ideation, 
understand what makes up a good user's uh, intent signal, but including them 10 times, 100 times, 200 times will make you rank. It's absolutely bizarre uh, and absolutely 2010. We're here. Uh, search engines know that you're doing keyword stuffing. Search engines know that uh, this is just uh, too much for even it to handle. So don't go about creating content with a mindset that including certain keywords, certain times in your content will improve your rankings dramatically or it will drive you any sort of uh, uh, ROI. It's just untrue. Uh, and I would use all the tools that you can get, but exclude this particular element out of those tools just because even Google is discouraging a use of this, right? I, I'm not sure who invented this, uh, but it, it, yeah, it just ticks me every time someone tells me, uh, why are we not getting suggestions for whether I need to use a keyword 10 times or three times? And I'm like, is your content 300 words or 3000 words? I'll tell you based on that, right? It's just changing uh, your depth uh, for content marketing strategy on a content marketing blog post could be very different than all of your competitors. In that case, you are going to land up with more content marketing strategy related words, obviously. So if you go about thinking that this is leading to keyword stuffing, you'd be missing a whole boat and not covering enough topics, right? So yeah, uh, that's I passionately hate that, and you can probably tell how passionately I hate that particular thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm not gonna forget <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, in yeah. my life, I, I I could say that you know, at one point in time, I had like 170 topics ranking in top three uh, that I personally vouched and created and helped people create it. Right, uh, I never once looked at keyword density. Never once looked at keyword density, and this is the primary reason. It's coming from experience, right? Uh, I even showed so many people uh, topics that I've written where you could easily say that there might be keyword stuffing, but it's not. It's not if there's right content that backs up those keywords, right sort of depth that backs up those keywords. It's not. So if you're doing something shady, yeah, sure. Use three, four, 10 matrix to identify whether you are doing uh, the right thing or not. But uh, yeah, if you're not, if your intentions are not to trick Google, uh, then I'd say focus on the copy first focus on covering those topics first and not worry about how many times. And the second thing, right? Uh, that's to, related to writing content, which is a major uh, practice. Uh, and for AI, uh, I passionately, passionately disagree with everyone who's out there saying that AI will write copies at scale for you. Watch me write a copy in two minutes, entire blog post is ready. I would definitely not use that tool. Uh, the reason being, if it is writing in one minute, what sort of depth it is giving it to me, right? Like, wow, you know what? I, uh, if, 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 if someone tells me that, you know what, I'll fix your, uh, I'll fix your motor for the car in uh, five minutes, I'll be like, hey, you know what? This guy is probably doing something shady, right? Like it, it make you, uh, give you a second thought. Uh, just so be aware of this. It's not gonna solve, uh, your problems are not gonna be solved by right for me it's going to solve with you doing the proper research and taking those strategic steps to create content. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really great point. And I think it's, uh, you know, you brought up something which I think is applicable across the board because it goes back to the whole, uh, you know, people being obsessed with uh, quantity over 
the quality aspect, right? And yes. you can and you can say that about podcasting. You can say that about uh, cold outreach, right? right. Um, I mean, you know, there's 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 a lot of people out there that are you know focusing on okay, let's let's uh, let's up the volume. <laughs> Exactly. And I've seen this many times. So mm. uh, if you see certain tools out there, which use GPT-3, um, yeah. they'd write introduction. Great. You wrote an introduction for me. Where is the hook? And most people wouldn't even know what a hook is in an introduction. Uh, and that's what deters me, right? Like you cannot set a hook without giving it at least a little bit of guidance or personality to your content uh, with write for me. Uh, it's just impossible. Uh, and for that, you need better research. You need better uh, guided uh, guidance uh, that you can uh, give to AI in order to create that those copies. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, you've given us a lot of great advice and actionable insights, but just to wrap up this conversation, what is it, um, you know, with regards, again, to AI for content development, what is the one thing that you think people should start and one thing people should stop doing. First thing first, learn, uh, learn the heck out of it and learn it by failing. It's new tech. It's gonna be some challenges to it, but you can navigate through it. We've navigated through it. We've taught thousands of users on our platform how to navigate through these challenges and write amazing copies. You can do it too. Uh, just don't be scared of it uh, and don't be afraid of the nuances and the crap that it spits out every now and then. Uh, focus on guiding it better so that does not happen. Once you have achieved that, I think you're going to be absolute beast at writing content, uh, not just better content, but writing it faster too. Um, and uh, that that's something that I would strongly suggest you start is learning the tech, no matter what product it is, no matter what platform it is, start learning it now, uh, just because you're going to have to do it eventually, no matter what. You do it now and you'll be better off. Uh, what you What you should stop doing is not, uh, well, how do I say it? Like, I, I don't want you to stop doing research is what I uh, want you to stop. Like, don't, don't uh, you know, do the research. It's mandatory. No matter what content you're writing for, uh, for example, I was writing for uh, customer journey and I was drift. I don't want to be relying on third-party sources to create content. I want to rely on expert subject matter uh, expertise that, is there an internal, internally in the organization who knows really how to create this user experiences uh, and, and stuff like that, right? So you want to mine into that information, use that information as a research point and write content. So I would say stop thinking that research is going to be done all by GPT-3. When you click write for me, it'll do all for you. Now, research is mandatory. You're going to have to come back to research if you want your content to rank, to engage your customers and drive you any sort of valuable uh, revenue. Ah, oh, man, just when I thought I could uh, hand my research tasks over to somebody else. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you can actually outsource it to our tranking. And what we build out is pretty phenomenal. It, you click mm. one click, it'll go read through uh, 20, 30, 50 pages or your mm. own data bank and right. pull out things that are relevant to it. So uh, ah. it, research is mandatory. Yes. but it, it doesn't have to be tedious. And that's the problem that we've been trying to solve. Exactly, exactly. Bankil, thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, this discussion did not disappoint. <laughs> so uh, please do us the honor of uh, like, you know, uh, telling us a little bit about yourself and how people out there can get in touch with you. Yes, absolutely. So uh, again, my name is Bankil Shah. 
I am uh, one of the co-founders at Outranking and also a CEO. Uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn uh, or you can connect with uh, us on a Facebook group that we have for Outranking. Uh, we tend to help out any audience that joins our group uh, with AI, with SEO, with content, with strategy, uh, anything that's there. That's there. Uh, and the easiest way to get in touch with me is through LinkedIn uh, or Facebook. Uh, but I'm yeah, pretty available guy. Uh, and love discussing new ideas uh, and coming on this great show the, like Christian. Thank you. Uh, absolutely amazing, Christian. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so did I. So did I. So uh, in your platforms, um, address is uh, outranking.io, right? Yes, it's outranking, O-U-T-R-A-N-K-I-N-G dot I-O. Um, and we have a free trial too. So uh, feel free to try it out. We're still running a grandfather deal uh, till January. Uh, and in January, we have a major release coming up, uh, which is when uh, we're planning on doing some uh, uh, price changes and hikes and stuff like that. So get in while you can. If you're writing content, you need a good tool to learn from. Um, try it outranking. There are others as well. And you can try that as well. But try outranking for factual long-form content. Uh, and um, yeah, ping me or anyone in the group uh, to help you out with any issues that you have there. Fantastic. Fantastic. Bankil, this has been such an incredible session. So thanks again for coming on. Take care, be safe and talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, Christian. So uh, thank you so much for having me again. I really enjoyed the conversation. My pleasure. My pleasure. Okay. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. To learn more about what we do here at Einblick, please visit our website at www.einblick.co. And be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player.